Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. I'm Special Guest Jake. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from elderly emperors to eccentric elves, and today we're talking about the Eldritch Knight. Uh. Hey Jake, what's going on, bro? Uh, nothing much, man. I'm I'm excited to have you on the show. It's been a hot minute. It's um, been a while. It's your special guest, Jake. Everyone, what's up? Um, Will had a a baby. Well, not Will, but like he is involved <laughs> in uh, in a new child entering yes. his world. His son has been born. Um, everybody's doing great, as far as I know. I've talked nice. to him a couple times. Yeah. We've had a couple business calls, a couple couple personal chats and things seem to be going well so congratulations to will yes. his newborn baby he'll be back in a few weeks we're yeah. gonna put out maybe two or three episodes without him but don't worry he'll be back um he wrote us some sweet eldritch knight uh <laughs> notes that we never got to we were gonna pair it with Psy warrior but we're just gonna do it solo and your special guest jake is going to help us with the character creation so thank you very much for coming on thanks for having me uh much appreciated um <clears throat> newer listeners may not know you but Ooh. back in the day mm. we've had you on uh, a, a small handful of episodes a couple times yeah um and you're and you're a mainstay on super quest saga our actual play game mm-hmm. um where you play Persephone Goldpebble, the Fearbolt Druid. Fearbolt Druid. Fearbolt yeah. Druid. Uh, yeah, and that's a really great game. If you haven't seen that, you should go check it out. It is. But let's get into the content for today's episode. I will be leading you through the lore of the Eldritch Knight, what the, what the player's handbook has to say about it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the archetypical Eldritch Knight combines the martial mastery common to all fighters with a careful study of magic. Eldritch Knights use magical techniques similar to those practiced by wizards. They focus their study on two of the eight schools of magic, abjuration and evocation. Abjuration spells grant an Eldritch Knight additional protection in battle, and evocation spells deal damage to many foes at once, uh, extending the fighter's reach in combat. These knights learn a comparatively small number of spells, committing them to memory instead of keeping them in a spellbook. So this is more flavor on, like, I fight. I get into the combat. I can tank. I can do things involving my strength. 
but also have that touch of magic and flavor that a wizard gets. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a general idea here when you're when you're doing Eldritch Knight stuff. You're gonna get a list of spells. You don't need your spell book. It's all up here, baby. Mm-hmm. So spell casting, when you reach third level, you augment your martial prowess with the ability to cast spells. So I think you spend some time fighting uh, at level three. You've studied enough. You know how to implement it into your combat. So your cantrips, you're going to learn two cantrips of your choice from the wizard spell list. You learn an additional wizard cantrip of your choice at 10th level. Mm -hmm. And I believe you've built a 10th level uh, Eldritch Knight today, right? I have. Cool. Um, and we're going to get into that at the uh, closer to like the end of the episode. We usually save our character creation stuff for the back, so definitely stay tuned for that. Sick. Uh, spell slots. The Eldritch Knight spell casting table shows how many spell slots you have to cast your wizard spells of first level and higher. Uh, that's going to be in the PHP. You can find that. Um, it's. Uh, I'm not going to detail it necessarily here <laughs> unless we like we need to get into it. We're going to talk a little bit about it. So like spells known of first level and higher. Uh, you're, you know three first-level wizard spells of your choice, two of which you must choose from the abjuration and evocation spells on the wizard list like we detailed earlier. The spells known column of the Eldritch Knight spellcasting table shows when you learn more wizard spells of first level or higher. Each of these spells must be an abjuration or evocation spell of your choice once again and must be mm. of a level for which you have spell slots. It's basic spellcasting stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think about like the power here? Like... Do you think it's a good balance, like, or do you think it's kind of lacking one way or the other? Uh, I think so. I mean, after building it, it's definitely more viable than I thought, because this was this character was a previous version of a different character I made, but I went Paladin instead of going Eldritch Knight. But yeah. now after building this, I think we talked about this before. I I said, uh, you know, this thing is so strong. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm kind of sad that this isn't like an actual character of mine. I mean, it can be. It might be, uh, but it's, yeah, it's very strong. So here's the thing about it is like, like fighters, I, I feel like are underrated. It's yeah. a nice opening class because there's not, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot going on, yeah. especially for the first few levels. But as you level, like the later, like you go on as a fighter, you get really rewarded with the extra ability scores yes. and stuff. Yeah. Um, and on, I think for these character creations, we are more encouraged to take feats to diversify, mm -hmm. which I think is a great way to play the game. Uh, yeah. A lot of people... I see arguments about people not being into the feats mm -hmm. as like a thing, but if you want to like your fighter is going to be so bland if you're just taking ability scores and like it's going to be really like the heavily reliant on the role play yeah. and you're just swinging that sword or whatever, but it, adding feats and like providing the flavor, I think that's a big deal. Um, Definitely can really help change the game for you. It did for this one, I will say, because I did do feats instead of ability scores, and uh, I got a pretty nasty wombo combo going. Wombo combo. Okay, so your spellcasting ability is going to be intelligence. Hmm. Um, that's going to be for your wizard spell. Since you learn your spells through study and memorization, uh, you use your intelligence whenever a spell refers to your spellcasting ability. In addition, you use your intelligence modifier when setting the saving throw DC for a wizard spell you cast and making an attack roll with one. So... Your um your DC is gonna be like how does what's that? It's like um eight plus your proficiency, proficiency plus, plus your, your intelligence score. Your so that's how you're gonna get the save. Um the spell attack modifier is gonna be what is it? Proficiency, the proficiency and plus modifier. the the modifier yeah, for yeah. the intelligence. Okay, so that's like you roll I cast the spell attack roll. You roll, you add that modifier, whatever. If the spell says your opponent makes the save, mm -hmm. that's how you do that. Like yeah. you use the other number. 
so this is the juicy part. Level three, that's when at level three you start becoming more than just a fighter yeah. or a fighter plus. In this in this scenario, you're more than just a fighter. You're casting magic, mm -hmm. although you're primarily should be using it to fight, and we'll get into that. Uh, weapon bond. At third level, you learn a ritual that creates a magical bond between yourself and one weapon. You perform the ritual over the course of one hour, which can be done during a short rest. The weapon must be within your reach throughout the ritual, at the conclusion of which you touch the weapon and forge the bond. Once you have bonded a weapon of, uh, to yourself, you can't be disarmed of that weapon unless you are incapacitated. It is on the same uh, If it is on the same plane of existence, you can summon that weapon as a bonus action on your turn, causing it to teleport instantly to your hand. You mm. can have up to two bonded weapons. You can summon only one at a time with your bonus action. If you attempt to bond with a third weapon, you must break the bond with one of the other two. Mm. Uh, this seems to be a little different from like attunement, although it's similar. Yeah. Um, there's like a lot of rules for attunement, but this, this seems to have like a special sort of thing that's similar to that. Um, do you have like a cool story that you're going to get into with that? Have you thought about how you're going to bond with your weapons? Um, that no, I just liked the, I think when I had originally wanted to build this, I liked the idea of potentially being able to throw the weapon yeah. and then be able to call it back to you. Like not necessarily with like that bonus Thor, action? but yes. Yeah. Like I, I was like, that would be so freaking dope just to like, just to overhead slam something or <laughs> I, I'm using a glaive, so just a javelin, the glaive at somebody, and then just call it back. Like that seems so freaking cool. See, in our in our actual play, I play a blade singer, and I like kind of homebrewed this into an item you I did. have. Yeah. Um, because there are rules for attunement, and mm -hmm. like I I was a high level character when I entered the game, so I was allowed to have like magic items. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. picked something just like this. Yeah. Um, but instead of a bonus action, I just kind of like free it. summon it. Yeah. And I think that's a cool flavor for uh, for this class is like instead of using up that bonus action um, to kind of like do that. But I understand the balance here. Like your fighter, unless you're like two weapon fighting, you're not really going to use your bonus action so much for stuff. Yeah. Unless like your build includes that. Are you using a lot of bonus action stuff? Um, let me look. Uh, not really. Yeah. I just get an extra attack. On my on my bonus action, that's about it. I think there's some cool magic that you probably have access to that will use bonus action stuff. Probably, but yeah. Like, but I didn't pick any of those. I think there's <laughs> I think there's Shadow Blade from Xanathar's that mm. like lets you bonus action yeah. summon it, and it has the throne property. Or like Missy Sep, like if I would have taken that one, that was right. one of the spells I was thinking about. That's a bonus action. Yeah, th that would be pretty much it. Like yeah. a second attack with your offhand. Misty step. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, this is like a really cool ability. You can stash your weapon, enter a place, and not have it on oh, you. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then be like, hey, guess what, Call mother truckers? Me. Like, I am armed. Yeah, I'm always yeah. armed. And you're going <laughs> to listen to me now. Yeah. Like, uh, you're, you thought you trapped me? You thought you trapped me? Yeah. You're you trapped. You're trapped with me. <laughs> or like, it. it's also, um, I mean, I don't know if you've talked about Rohan before on the show. Uh, yeah, that's it's been a long time. It was my first ever character. It, it first comes up every character. now and again. You uh, always remember your first. You do, and Brian lost a very dope sword that was like <laughs> part of his backstory. And yeah. this this <laughs> this feature can't happen to you. would be dope. Yeah, because you wouldn't have lost it. He lost it inside of a Kelpie. Uh, yeah, homebrew monster. Homebrew monster works like the Kelpie from like Scottish lore, where you stick to it. Or like freaking uh, Neverending Story, I think is also because yeah, it starts as like a horse one, right? kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Brian lost his dope. Story. Wow, <laughs> yeah, Brian lost his dope homebrew sword, and uh, it just yeah, I had like half a page on that sword. You did, you did. That was a very big part of your backstory. <laughs> so uh, so just th gone. That kind of thing, like kind of uh, 
kind of influenced it a little bit because I was like, oh, you know, this kind of thing might not happen to me <laughs> if yeah. I get a, if I get a dope weapon, like I can at least keep it. And there are like rust monsters in the game that can like That's make true. your weapons deteriorate. It doesn't say anything about stopping that from happening. That's true. Um, although the rust feature, like the thing that makes it rust, might not be able to rust magical weapons. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not something I'm going to look up right now either. <laughs> so, <laughs> fair, let's get fair. into war magic. So beginning sure. at seventh level, when you use your action to cast a cantrip, you can make one weapon attack as a bonus action. Well, there's the bonus action. That's yes. that's important. There it is. But that that's really cool. That lets you kind of do um, a little bit more during yeah. your turn. That seventh level. That's high utility. Mm -hmm. um, do you, you get your extra attack by then, right? Yeah. For your fighter too. Level five. Level five. So um, use your bonus action. So you can go attack, attack, cantrip. Or no, can you do that? Make one weapon attack as a bonus action. I don't think you get to do the extra It'd attack probably when you use this cantrip. war magic feature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cantrip, but then bonus action attack. But that was kind of, uh, it played into the, the build, I think, because... I wanted to, I have lightning lore as a cantrip. So pulling somebody in and then being able to hit them immediately I seems like that. dope as hell. <laughs> Dude, I always pictured the Samus whip. Like, yes, like, that's um, actually exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Right now. yeah. Uh, you know, it looks, it looks like lightning. It, yeah. it reaches out and grabs, um, you know, dope. from the Metroid games. Mm -hmm. uh, do that and on the pull in, it turns and back just, into a sword or whatever. Yes. Or maybe the lightning lure comes out of your offhand. Like, there's no rules saying your weapon has to be the thing doing it. That's right? very true. Yeah. Although yeah. it does say make a spell attack. Yeah, it didn't like really a say melee kind of thing. Like, I have it in that book. Yeah, when I was going through everything, it didn't say like I was using like a spellcasting focus, like other classes spellcasting. Like yeah, a cleric has a holy symbol or whatever. Like maybe I just have magic. I could just do magic. Yeah, my flavor <laughs> on is it comes out of my sword. Yeah. And the sword is what's doing it. But like, it, it doesn't need to be that. Yeah. You, like like uh, the class says, you've memorized the spell. Yeah. You don't need a book or anything. Um, at level 10, you get the Eldritch Strike. You learn how to make your weapon strikes undercut a creature's resistance to your spells. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, that creature has disadvantage on the next saving throw it makes against a spell you cast before the end of your next turn. That's fucking cool. Yes. You get to do like a setup move as part of your like main sort of... Um, action economy yeah, yeah. here and that's that's great that's great flavor um at level 15 you're gonna get the arcane charge uh and i think you built to 10 right to 10 yeah so we're not gonna see this feature on your character today but know that after as you keep leveling towards the end game level 15 is really high i mean a lot of campaigns end there mm -hmm. think crit roll 2 they did uh, yeah the second campaign crit roll 2 but it's over now. Like 15, 16, I think. They Somewhere kinda, in there. They did like one last fight in that in that episode, yeah. You know, it's pretty common. Um, yeah. And, and Will will tell you also that he ends, and he has on the show before, that he ends a lot of his stuff. He doesn't really foresee it going past that mm. um, For a, in a lot of cases. It's hard to go up to 20 sometimes. It it's takes true. A long, it takes forever. It's very true. Uh, at 15th level, you gain the, uh, the ability to teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space you can see when you use your action surge. Ooh. That's cool. That's a fighter ability that you get that lets you take an extra action yeah. during your turn. Uh, you can teleport before or after this additional action. That's very dope. But you're going to teleport. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Maybe you can teleport to uh, like five feet to your left because you can't teleport to where you are because you're occupying it. Yeah. So maybe you can teleport five feet to your left or right or whatever if you don't want to move very far. 
It seems, or like it, it seems like a cool, uh, like catch up move. Like if something's running away from you, you can action surge and then oh, and chase go them. to them. Yeah. And then now you have three attacks to unload on some fool. Yeah. Or yeah. like you down a guy, I'm going to action surge, teleport and down another and, guy. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's some cool crowd control stuff. Very high killability. Yeah. Your, your fighter is going to be crowd controlly, like naturally. That's kind of like what's going to go down mm. when, you know, the extra attack, you're going to want to take people down. You yeah. typically have a high AC. You can body a couple people at the same time or like even um, some fighters are built to like buddy up next to somebody to give bonuses to AC, like a plus one defensive duelist, I think is what it's called. Um, Oh, and there's a lot of cool stuff that came out in Tasha's that I wanted to talk about, like um, for fighting styles. Um, I don't think you took any of them today, which is totally fine. I didn't, but they Um, did seem cool. I have a player using blind fighting. They get like. They can just see 10 feet mm-hmm. like through the earth, like Toph from yeah. Airbender. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah they, they can do stuff like that. Um, there, there's there's a lot of cool stuff. I think we'll get into it, a lot of these on another episode, but like mm. there's cool stuff like the unarmed attack, thrown weapon. Like you can do a lot of really cool, unique stuff with your fighter these days. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy that they got into a couple more like it needed that diversification. Like we saw a lot of narrow stuff with the fighter and now that Tasha's is out and Xanathar's is out, we're seeing a lot more, a lot more options. Versatility. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like that's, uh, that's what like turns off a lot of people of playing fighters. Cause like, like you're saying, you, so you get kind of, yeah, you get kind of pigeonholed into like, okay, I'm now just going to do seven attacks. Yes. You get seven attacks, but, yeah, that's, cool. but that's all you, that's all you're contributing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the diversity, it, it's definitely. always the comparison to like the wizard who is doing so much cool shit yeah. right next to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, fireball and all that. And yeah. your ice wing sword. Yes. And there's also warlock has the same issue where it's like, uh, EB baby, let's EB, Eldritch blast. Yeah, oh. It's basically at range swing sword, yeah. which is cool. But like, we've got, uh, archers too and stuff. It's true. But, um, I, you know, I didn't, I've never thought about an archer for an Eldritch knight. I've mm. only ever thought about, thought about a sword fighter. All this yeah. stuff seems so, uh, sword fightery to me, but a bow is, as a perfectly feels, legitimate thing for this. Feels viable. Especially like if you're going to flavor it to be, you know, like, oh, I'm just doing distance. Like you could probably bomb on people from a distance with a bow or spells like magic missile is an option. Like there's definitely things that you could do from a distance. That'd probably be very dope. You can call upon Melf and the Acid Arrow. You can, yeah. Not, not Milf. <laughs> Melf. Oh it's damn. A different thing. Yes, yeah. One's an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> Starting at level eighteen, you're gonna get the improved war magic, mm. which is like war magic. But, but better. better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you use your action to cast a spell, you can make one weapon attack as a bonus action. Mm. Um I mean cool. So, so this, is that the change that instead of casting a cantrip, you can now just do a spell? That's yeah, the difference. You can do oh, straight okay. up like a spell and then a and then weapon. And attack. at 18th level, you're going to be doing some cool magic. Yeah. Um, now I will go back and reference the table now. Yeah, I'm sure at that point you probably have. You have third level spells. You get three of them by that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, you're not going above fourth level spells, which there are a lot of really cool fourth level spells sure. and third level spells as well, and second level spells as well, yeah. and first level spells. Like, yeah. All these spells have all these categories have really cool spells. Yeah, but there's there's some fucking dope ass fifth level spells. Yeah, once you get Especially above there, yeah, 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 yeah. like like you get Starts some really cool stuff. Um, yeah, like blade singing when you're trying to do the more magicy thing. Yeah, you're gonna have some stuff here, but you're gonna miss out on all this cool fighter stuff. You're gonna miss out on your second win, your extra attacks, mm-hmm. and all the additional ability score buffs that you're gonna get by level eighteen. Yeah, are really gonna set you apart. 
Um, yeah, what do you think of the what do you at a glance now that you've heard all the features mm -hmm. of this class compared uh, not compared with uh, coupled with the fighter abilities that you get? How do you feel about the Eldritch Knight compared to like other classes? I think it's um, I think comparable. Like I I feel like if you were to go like uh, Bladesinger, that's more wizard heavy. Yes. So it's more spellcasting, but your attacks are kind of added, tacked on. But this is if you want to go the inverse of that almost like you're more fighter or offense weapon based and you just have extra magic if you want to do that yeah. which is a cool flavor i think like again it feels comparable it also feels like you're going to stretch out your ability scores a little bit like you're yeah. gonna you're gonna want some strength for yes. your fighter stuff yeah you're gonna want your intelligence for your spell casty stuff yeah and then what about your decks you need ac and then your con, you need to you be conny to, yeah. to do stuff. Is con what you're sacrificing and you're taking the shield spell to kind of like trade off there? Or like, what are you doing? That I think that's the big detriment of this class. That yeah. and its level 18th ability is subpar. And me and Will talk about this. Like some of the high level abilities for your subclass yeah. are really, really cool and, and nice and feel right. And it's either that feels good. It's never typically like too OP. Or it's like, especially considering your 18th level, it's hard to get uh, like something that's going to make you super duper extra powerful. Mm. Um, but this just feels underwhelming a little bit to me as an 18th level thing. Like, it's fair. it is cool. Like, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. how many times I'm going to find myself doing a cantrip anyway. It's very like, true. Is that lightning lure bread and butter combo going to be like the thing I go to? Yeah. I, I don't know. All right, Jake, what did you build? Tell Ooh. me, uh, tell, start, start with the name and sure. like maybe a little history about, like we've talked about Glader on the show. We have. With you not here as well, it yeah. comes up. He just comes up. He's, he's very. He's a dope character. He's iconic in our, <laughs> yeah. in our, the deep dungeon cast lore yeah. that is referenced here. Uh, well, this was, um, this was my first build for Glader. So instead of. Glader Brightscales. Glader right? Brightscales was his name. Uh, got the, both of those names from Aragon. Yeah. Uh. Man, people hit on Aragon. It, well, it's not that bad. It's a pretty good book series. I'm not gonna well, lie. I think the movies is what people hate on. The movie was like. That's it right. There's only one, huh? It wasn't that bad, but yes, it was just the one movie. I mean, it could have been better, but I mean, Jeremy Irons is a dope Brom. Like he's cool. Like the characters were good. It's kind of like the um, the Dark Tower movie. Like the the characters. I don't talk about that. The characters that they got for the characters, like the yeah, actors that I they got, the like casting. fit well. I love the casting. But then everything else about it was yes, yeah, yeah. Ugh. It's kind of the same thing. Like the, Elba, are you serious? Yes, yeah. Matt yeah. McCong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. 
Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. No. Um, so, yeah, so Glader Bright Scales. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> um, so this would have been, this is just like alternate universe Glader. Like if I would have gone Eldritch Knight like I originally planned instead of going paladin right this, this was the character right so you've played the paladin version of yeah. the game and if you're on our patreon you can listen to the vault raiders where glitter bright skills is yeah. annihilating everything <laughs> with smites because that's just uh that is literally the only like uh character inspiration i have is just like do i want i just want somebody to fuck shit up yeah <laughs> that's literally glader you want a paladin the <laughs> yeah. paladin, paladin is cool so this yeah. is like the alt reality version yeah. of glader what could have been yes um let's get into it sure it, obviously you built a level 10 eldritch knight yes uh, so at level three you started getting spells what yeah. what'd you pick up uh spells wise so i get three cantrips at level 10 mm-hmm. uh, i got lightning lure and shocking grasp mm-hmm. because he's a uh, blue dragonborn and so when I originally made him, I liked the lightning motif. And so I kind of wanted to stick with that. So lightning lore, shock and grasp. Then I also grabbed mind sliver. Oh, uh, what's that like? Is that that's psychic? It's psychic, but it also makes um, it makes them have a minus D4 to their next saving throw, which would help Ooh. the uh, spell casting. Nice. So I was kind of thinking kind of uh, kind of mid maxing a little bit, but also I mean, that's OK. Thinking about thinking about the character you know what i mean you drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of one creature you can see within range it sounds like vicious mockery a little bit speaking of dark tower like that right that dude that used to uh um, mind javelin yes i can't remember what the hell his name is Ah, oh, dang it um, you usually remember it i usually do yeah, remember yeah. it oh my god the comment section yeah i know the I'm comment sorry. section of youtube i'm sorry they're gonna drag me man <laughs> they're gonna drag me john let's do this we're doing this is it john Let's let's just know what we know. Blue Heaven. Yes, definitely um, Blue Heaven. Um, it, he was known by his like last name Flanagan? though. It's not it was Flanagan. something like that though. It was I, I was having that like uh, I don't want to say O'Doherty because I don't think it was that, but it was. Uh, I'm googling it. Do it, do it, because I can't freaking remember. But John does sound right because he was one of the breakers and he uh, threw mind javelins at people and yes, killed he's, them. Yes, he's like the main character. He's like the facilitator that made yes. the psychic stuff. This is a yeah. little bit of spoiler territory. This is yeah, major spo- spoiler major, territory for Dark Tower. Sorry, major. everybody. 
oh, I, I, I turned on the Dark Tower wiki. It's been a while since I've been here. And the first thing I see is Idris Elba. There he is in all his beautiful glory. Jeez. Oh, man. Oh, yep. Dinky Earnshaw. That's not him. That's one of his no. buddies. Um, Sorry, everybody, for this Dark Tower. Uh, they know They know who we are. They know who I am here. Will's not here to reel it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, what? I enable it, so I'm down for it. <laughs> Maybe I was thinking of Finley Otega, who's like one of the... Um, that doesn't sound right, though. Well, he's the the chief of security there. Um, but no, that's not his name. Well, let's get back to this towards sure, the sure, end. Sure, sure, we sure, have, yeah, we yeah, have yeah, some yeah. back yeah, end. Let's yeah. get back to it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll spiritually rolling over right now Yeah, it is, it is grave. Like, please. <laughs> not as grave. <laughs> not as grave, but it, but in it his, is. In his paternity yeah, leave. Yeah, holding his, holding his child. Like, what cast, are they doing? The Dungeon Cast grants more maternity leave than America. Let's go. <laughs> They're killing my show. Uh, so, yes. So, that was kind of um, the whole having a D4 on their saving throw. Yeah. Uh, minus, like, it's almost a Bane. Plus, it's like as if. Vicious Mockery and Bane had a baby, and it is this. <laughs> I like that. I like it that a lot. It is this spell. Yeah. Um, at, you, you can cast it uh, at higher levels. You get the extra D6 on that. Yeah, 2D6. It's decent damage. But you're Plus never going to cast D4. this at a higher level. At higher levels is fifth. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's as you level up for yeah, your cantrip. Yeah. So, yeah, you will get 2D6 eventually. Out of, so, you'll be casting at the 2D6. Yeah. Nice. So having a decent decent damage plus getting an extra D4 subtracted from their saving throw, hopefully I can pinch off my stuff. So That's, that's good. Yeah, I feel like Eldritch Knight needs a little bit where it can get it. So yeah. that's good. Definitely. Uh, so there, those are my cantrips. And then for my first level spells, I picked Find Familiar, which just seemed fun. Maybe I could have a pet dragon. Maybe I could have whatever. Um, cool. Mage Armor. Yeah. Uh, which... Maybe I did that before I put on heavy armor, so maybe I'll change that. Yeah, you're in heavy um, armor. That brought your AC to 16, you to said? To 16, yeah. yeah. So maybe a different first level spell. Uh, Magic Missile, Shield, and Witch Bolt were my... Uh, Ooh, Witch Bolt is a cool spell. And I picked and magic, Warcaster you know. for a feat, so I'm yes. going to be able to concentrate on it. So, so you went, did you pick feet? Because you're going to get three ability score increases yeah, for your guy. Yeah, four, six, and eight, and I picked three feats for all of them. Okay, what was, the, all of those. what was the... I, I guess it doesn't matter what order they went in, because like, this character is being born at level 10 or whatever. 10, yeah. But like, what did you go with besides Warcaster? Warcaster is really good, especially for this, um, but I feel like it goes into play nicely with the with other the, stuff you with picked, With the right? other ones, yes. Yeah. So Warcaster, and then I also picked Sentinel, mm -hmm. uh, and then I also picked Polar Master because he's going to have a glaive. Yeah. Uh, so Polar Master gave me the opportunity attack as soon as they come into my reach, which is 10 with the glaive. So as you're approached, you can get in there. And then with Warcaster, I can cast a spell. Nice. Instead. So I was thinking maybe comboing that, maybe popping off a magic missile, popping off a witch bolt, like something like that in order to do some damage before they even get to me. Uh, and then also lock them down with Sentinel so they can't move. I feel like with magic missile, you don't even have to target the person that came into your range. Yeah, right? I could just hit them, lock them down, and then hit somebody else. That's even. pretty. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. That's good utility there. It was some nice wombos. Um, Sentinels, what makes them stop moving, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, then also, that's actually they, really cool. If they disengage, I can still do the opportunity attack, and I can still lock them down. So it definitely, this character was uh, wrapped around the pole arm because I find myself just going to. Uh, I don't know, maybe. I don't see a lot of like spears, uh, halberds, glaives, like in, uh, I guess regular. Yeah, like in our material. games, it, it hasn't come up. <laughs> yeah. but I know this is like a popular thing across like the the tabletop world in, of five e. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the polearm master fighter is like a that is, is that like a, a staple? It's like a oh, thing, yeah, for sure. 
Um, and I think I was telling you before I made one on a character before. Oh, you did. Um, yes. Yeah. But, but, um, yeah, it, it's really, really good yeah. is basically what we're saying. You can optimize it in a lot of different ways, but coupled with the Sentinel feet and like stuff like that, that it's, is a solid. It's nasty. I think I think this is what is going to like give your character that, that edge. I think so. Like he's, I, I built him a little bit more um, like frontline base. That's why, uh, so we didn't talk about my second level spells. My second levels were blur and invisibility. Ooh, cool. So it was. Some defensive stuff. Exactly. So I could put it on myself. And then just like frontline and be bombing on fools, and then I'll I'll spell cast if I need to. Like I said, that lightning lore uh, to attack um, combo seems real real nice, real viable. Plus, yes. with the other offensive spells I have, get over here. Yeah, get over here, and then just get stabbed. Get stabbed. <laughs> get over here, get stabbed. Uh, and then I'll probably get rid of mage armor since I don't need that. So some other freaking first level spell will yeah. probably take its place mage armor is not really going to actually do anything right it, if if i wouldn't have taken heavy armor then mage it, it would have yeah so you my, could potentially have like an ac of what 15 or 14 with medium yeah i think because it's based off my decks my decks was only a plus one so it would probably be like 12 maybe 11 at the, but i mean i have shield i have blur yeah i, have, okay. I had things defensive to kind of frontline like i wanted to with also having pretty good array of offensive capability so did you take uh you get third level spells right at level 10 uh no i only had first and second oh yeah okay you're right yeah okay well that's that's cool man first and second level spells your third level you have to do three more levels before you get third level spells Ooh, 13 yeah Mm. 13th level and by then do you're getting another ability score increase i don't think so not by that point i think you get it again at 14 maybe at 12 12 oh yeah i don't really know actually but the, the because the ability score at six was was unique to the fighter because they have right, those middle exactly. of the they got extra road ones yeah so maybe maybe in the later levels you could maybe boost the ac a little bit or do you think you would take another feat if you were to continue to level them i feel like he's pretty optimized with feats i think i would go uh, ability score, score at this point yeah because yeah. both my strength and my intelligence are 15 i could get those both up to 16 and have a plus three in both of those so so what about the background like the rp like stuff like for glader bright scales where what is this version of glader like and like where is he from and stuff i feel like, like it was gonna um it was gonna mimic what the old one was like he was a soldier so this i think that um mimics are that explains why he is more combat oriented because he's used to that. He was frontlining. He was, yeah. uh, I feel like in a real war kind of, uh, scenario, a fighter with magic would be very viable. (laughs) So, especially um, one that's like walking people from advancing. Exactly. So I, I imagine this man is like a frontliner or like a Vanguard to go up, soften things up. And then, I mean, if I was higher level, if I got access to third level, I imagine I could get fireball like, yeah. Cause you're, you're specializing in abjuration evocation. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Fireball is going to be like and, and that would crowd be controlled. So insane. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if they had fireball in 300? 
Oh, oh man, that would change that, yeah, that would have been over. It's like everybody just save your fireballs. Yeah, yeah, chill, chill, chill. So like the very end of the day. And all those persons were just grouping up. Like you could just be like, okay, let me just fireball, fireball, fireball. And it's just <laughs> over. It's <laughs> just over. Get burned, Persians. <laughs> Get out of here. Your God King. If only. If only. So uh, do you have anything else you want to add about Clater before we call it? Um, I mean, those are the big things. I, I mean, I just built him like. 20 minutes ago uh but that's why his backstory but yeah soldier i mean he's super viable i'm i'm a little bit excited to play this version of him in something maybe we'll have uh, a hopefully soon sometime soon that we can kind of like that'll be real fun one shots are nice to kind of get these like characters that you vault away yes. out into the open yeah, and yeah. use them totally. or dmpc it i mean you could always like Glader's twin brother. I did. Uh, Dagler. <laughs> I do have Glader in my in my present D uh, D game, uh, which is all Dino based. So he's a Triceratops instead of a Dragonborn. A blue, a blue dragon. Uh, yeah. But he's still uh, still a Paladin. Right. Okay. So I could totally just have a Eldritch Knight version of this by all means. <laughs> T Rex. <laughs> Who knows? Super smart T Rex. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that's 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 really cool. I really like the direction you took. The spells Thanks, are man. super viable. Like yeah. the polearm thing, I've never thought about that. Like I said, I think did I mention that in this episode that we are? I only ever picture the sword fighter, pretty much. Oh, you didn't? No. Yeah, like I I, I only ever picture sword fighters for Eldritch Knights. Yeah. So like to see to even think about something else was like, oh yeah, I guess you could do lots of different stuff if you really think about it. Like true. bow and arrow, or like there's there's just different things you can do. And I, I never planned to play this class just because I feel like it's like I don't want to make these hard decisions with my ability scores and like kind of feel spread out. Yeah. But like maybe that's part of the fighter build of it is like you can kind of tip it the other way with your ability score increases. Yeah. If you then, went if you went uh, instead of the feats ability scores, like I feel like I mean, at level 10, I had three ability scores. I could have gotten my strength up any any of these that yeah. I might feel like bad about, I could get any of those up. Yeah, I wonder if you could just like continue to dump decks or like your armor, your AC, like leave your AC in, in like more of a 14 ish range mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. have the shield can't mm -hmm. uh, first level reaction and like just kind of expect to use them in that way. Yeah, like that's one way to tip it, or like there's other there's other things you do, like pull arm is a super unique way to like kind of um, keep foes back from yeah. having to like. You know, give them an extra wall in front of you to get through before they can actually do stuff. I think you. that's why I went more uh, like defensive with the spells, like just so I, it wouldn't be so up to because my con is like middle of the road. It was 14. So I was trying to supplement my low decks, low right. con with some blur, which means they're not going to hit me, hopefully. And then shield also to get my AC up to 21 instead of 16. So that's. All viable. Yeah, you're not really going to be doing too much reaction stuff beyond that. It doesn't look like. So, yeah, yeah that, I mean, that's that's a really cool build. I like Thanks, where man. you landed with it. I don't think I could have done better. So uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the long rest then. Ooh, time to go sleepies. <laughs> hey, everybody, we're in the long rest now where we're going to get ready for bedtime. And hey. when we get ready for bedtime, we put on our dungeon cast slippies. <laughs> oh, what's that? <laughs> Oh, oh, dang, I ripped the head off of this Will Slippy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? I sewed on a special it's dish, Jake Slippy. Slippy. Here's your set. Oh, thanks, man. I didn't destroy and rebuild yours live. Like no, I did no, no, mine. it's okay. But yeah. 
don't worry, little Wilhead, you'll be back in a couple weeks. <laughs> you stay right there, buddy. Uh, yeah, we're going to get ready for bed with Jake's face on my feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we get ready for bed, we imagine horrible things. Uh, and one of those horrible things is building our beholder. Uh, Housekeeping? Yeah. Uh, this episode is going to be uh, out of order. Uh, it's going to be a little weird. So um, at this point, we've done an episode on Ixxactionals, which I will say, oh, right? Time is weird on the Zendu cast. We yeah. haven't recorded that yet. We're not going to think about the beholder we've been building so far. Mm. We're just going to assign a beam and a feature. Okay. We're not going to really think about the rest of it. Yeah. But before we do that, I have to say... Nope, I, we can't think about it. Let's let's just isolate <laughs> let's just this and just do it, and it'll insert onto the thing, and okay. we'll fix it when we when we do the thing next time. Time travel's crazy. Time travel's weird. <laughs> uh, so let's think about it. We need uh, we need a beam, yes. and we need a feature. Okay. So with inspired from the Eldritch Knight, do you have any ideas? I was thinking something around the uh, the weapon bond, maybe like that seems Ooh. interesting, but I don't know how to like apply that. Maybe you know it should have a spell casting focus. So it's mm. uh, one of its eye stalks should be like wrapped around the hilt of a sword. Oh, that'd be dope. That it's weapon bonding yeah. with. Yeah. Okay, and it can throw it and shit. Yes. Yeah, so so the beam back, yeah, is, yeah. A, is, is just a sword. A weapon bonded <laughs> yeah, so- yeah. sword beam. Yeah. It just throws a it's fucking sword at you and bonus actions it back to <laughs> yes. itself. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, what else? What should it the look of it have? Like, what kind of feature can we add to it to make it look eldritchy? Eldridge, I mean, the only thing that I'm thinking of is like with high intelligence, like I'm just thinking of making it look like a nerd kind of. Uh, so I'm thinking like glasses, uh, maybe, uh, or, glasses maybe or maybe like a monocle, a monocle of some kind. You know, I like I like it, but the monocle also gives off like a hoity-toity, That's you know, Monopoly true. guy sort of vibe. It does. Um, I was thinking maybe it could be a fighter thing too, though. Ooh, okay. Because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. we always like tend to like... It's also a fighter. It's not yeah. just a magic caster. Maybe it's buff. Maybe all of its eye stocks are just like super <laughs> muscly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. I know we said we we're going to isolate this, but I think we turned the eye stocks into something on this beholder already. No, maybe we didn't. Ah. Should we make them all buff? I think we should make them all buff. That sounds so good. That sounds so good. <laughs> okay. And then one of them just has a sword in it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Still yeah, the yeah. eyeball. Yes. Um, the eyeball is really good at looking at the thing it's going to throw the sword at. Yes. And for finding the maybe, blade. Maybe the eyeball has like a uh, like a bullseye or a target as the eye actually. And then it's just going to throw oh, it. Oh, shit. Yes. Hobble man. We need you. We need you now <laughs> more than man, ever. Please. Um, so in the previous episode of this, and we'll have fixed the old beholder who we, we skipped a mm. uh, stock on and feature, I think. Yeah. We're just going to take whatever we did for the Psy Warrior and, and layer it onto that, I think. And then this one will be like the fresh, we're back to it. Um, but there will be, um, we're, we're ahead one beam. This, this beholder should have another beam and feature on mm-hmm. it that it doesn't have yet that we haven't recorded yet, but it does in this timeline. <laughs> yes. In the timeline you're listening to it, but in the timeline we're recording it, you're ah. not. It's complicated. It's so complicated. But I like it. So we're going with the throw sword beam. Yes. <laughs> and and, and buff bonded, bonded sword. Yeah. With, and buff eye stocks. Yes. All the eye stocks are buff. Yes. Uh, I think it should have like Byakugan style. Uh, Ooh, veins yeah, over yeah, its yeah, face yeah, for the buffness to like really accentuate the buffness. Maybe a six pack underneath its like big scary oh, beholder yeah. with a smile. <laughs> a buff beholder, yeah, a fleshy yeah. buff dude. Hell yes. Or whatever. <laughs> whatever they, thing. Yeah, they, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so some. 
We did it. We did it. Awesome yeah, work. Yeah. Uh, so if, uh, some some notes, some housekeeping notes. You can follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Dungeon Cast, where we release polls and talk about contests. And I don't know if we're running one right now. I don't think we are. The future's weird. Will's on break. Let's not worry about it. I don't think we're running a contest. But we have some cool ideas for contests that I do need to pitch to Will that I might have already done. Time is weird. So... Um, yeah, the Dungeon Cast on Twitter, Dungeon Cast on Instagram. Go follow us there, please. Um, leave an iTunes review. Holy gosh, every time one comes in, it you see like our metrics spike. So it it's one of the most helpful things you can do aside from actually talking about the show and uh, getting people to listen to the show. So yeah, thanks. Um, and uh, we're launching. We launched on a new podcasting network. Hopefully this. The, the transition was seamless. It's already happened a while ago because time is weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So so thank you to our new uh, our new hosts and um, with uh, with Blue Wire. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna be with them for the foreseeable future. So cool. Um, let's see. Do we have anything else that we need to talk about? I say that to Will usually, and he will be like, no, I don't think, I think we got everything. Um, I, but I, like, thank you to everybody on Discord and for everybody that watches oh, yeah. Super Quest Saga. Uh, if you want to see more of Jake, you can see him on Super Quest Saga. Yeah. Do you have anything else you'd like to plug or anything you want to talk about at the end here? Um, It feels like you got it. I'm just appreciative of all of our fans. Like you said, uh, we got dope fans in the Discord, dope fans in the comments and... Yeah, watch Scoose. It's so fun. Yeah, Super Quest Saga. <laughs> Saga. It's 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeon Mastered by Will, in sci-fi space setting. Yes. There's time travel. There's spaceships. There's lasers. There's magic. Homebrew. Homebrews abound. Homebrews abound. It's it's really, really fun. Yeah. We do a lot of cool radio stuff. Yeah. I Everybody that watches it, I, I see no negative reviews, really. You know, yeah. so uh, knock on wood. But, you know, hey, um, go check it out. It's on... Anywhere you can find your podcasts and stuff. Um, and you can also see our, our good friend, Josh Freeland. It's friend of the show, Josh Freeland, on there. Heck so yeah. uh, I think with that, we can call it a game. Let's do it. Um, let's do it. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.